Welcome back to the Jim Leach Show here on WMAY. Major story today with potentially uh, dramatic ramifications for our city-owned utility, both for its electric and water-generating capacity. A ruling from the U.S. EPA related to the coal ash ponds that the city has used for years to store the waste byproduct of burning coal to generate electricity. They've also uh, used it for some of the uh, waste products from uh, water treatment. And those coal ash ponds may have to be uh, closed off and discontinued from further use much earlier than expected based upon that U.S. EPA ruling. Here to talk more about it and what it could mean for the city is Doug Brown, the chief utilities engineer at City Water, Light, and Power. Doug, thanks for taking the time this afternoon. We appreciate it. Yeah, Jim, you know, I really, I do appreciate you uh, letting let me have some time to kind of talk about the, this issue because um, we were we were actually kind of actually shocked really by it um, because we felt it was pretty much a, a I don't know, a slam dunk for, uh, for the most part because um, we, you know, presented a 1,200-page demonstration uh, justification application, as they, as they call it, um, and uh, we had a lot of information in there and uh uh, to say that uh, you know there's some there's some key points though that uh, you know we feel that they're incorrect on, and uh, I mean the main point is we're going to be asking for more time uh, because of some of the issues and complications that we have with our site. I mean we're the only site in the in the United States that has basically you know the, an ash pond uh, and what we call our lime ponds and our lime ponds uh, it's a, basically a lime byproduct from our water filtration uh, system our water treatment plant. So when we produce drinking water for the city of Springfield, we use lime as a softening of the water, and there's a byproduct with that, and it's it's basically sent to uh, our ash pond area, where uh, basically we we dry it out and then we we use it to uh, send to mines for reclamation, uh, you know, to those companies, or use it on uh, with agricultural type use. Um, Doug, I'm going to have you walk me back to the beginning of this a little bit. And, and part of why I want to do that is uh, there was an article this week, CNN and others reporting, uh, that we'd had these coal ash pond regulations that were uh, put in place by the Obama administration. Those rules were suspended when uh, President Trump came into office, but now have been reinstated. So is that what's happening here? Is this just basically a revival of, of the old U.S. EPA standards from the Obama years and why they've now come back to say you you've got to shut these things down now rather than waiting several years as the utility had been planning to do what 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 precipitated this ruling this week by the US EPA well that's 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 kind of part of it that uh, you know basically when the Biden administration came in they kind of reversed um, some processes and stuff but you know one of the things you know if you start backing up in time is that Illinois also was going through the process of creating its own rules and at the time, you know, we're, we're, you know, we're trying to abide by, uh, you know, th- their rules plus the federal rules. Once the Illinois submits their plan to the U.S. EPA uh, the, and the feds approve it, then we would follow the Illinois plan. But prior to that happening, we're, we're still under that, this quandary of following two separate rules. Um, and part of that, you know, is, is trying to figure out what design will work to, that would meet both. Um, in 20, the, November 2020, you know, we didn't really even know what uh, Illinois was going to require just yet. We just knew that we needed more time to finalize everything, and that wrapped up fairly quickly. Um, 
So we, you know, we submitted this application to show why we can't just shut down completely the ash ponds. Um, now, you know, 31, 32, and 33 do not send any ash there anymore. Um, so that that's that's not even in the picture now. But that's an that's an after occurrence. Um, you know, after this application was submitted. Um, but the the but the lime ponds, you know, the byproduct from the water plant has always been there and will continue to be there until we re, you know build our new lime lagoons, which we started that process last year, um, and and filing a design basically where we're going to put it, and uh, and it's you know the construction for that it starts this year, and will continue into October of 2023. That's the reason we kind of put that date in in November is we knew we would need about that amount of time to get this done. Uh, it just it takes an inordinate amount of time, you know, for municipalities to, um, you know, bid things out, you know, have the engineering done on things, um, and sometimes you even have to bond projects. But in this case, we're we're, we're able to use uh, our environmental fund to do that. So, um, the, so I I want to make sure people understand the enormity of what we're talking about here. The EPA ruling that that you've just gotten essentially says rather than taking those extra years to um, you know find these alternatives to uh, the alternatives for your water treatment byproduct and then to start closing down the coal ash pond overall, they've essentially said uh, there's going to be a public comment period starting this month, uh, running through next month, and at some point after that they'll make a final ruling and then. Then within a matter of several months after that, you can't use the coal ash ponds anymore, which means what exactly? What happens when that happen, when that all takes effect, if you don't get an extension, how does that impact both the electric generation and water treatment in Springfield, perhaps as early as later this year? Right. So, you know, I think they proposed 135 days in their, in their, in their, you know, in their response to us. But what this comment period is, is for us, any, anybody actually, to comment on why is that a good time frame or not. And, we, you know, we will definitely be commenting that we need uh, the additional time that we requested uh, up until October of 2023 because, you know, I, I, they, don't, they don't fully understand what the, the, what the situation is. I mean, it was spelled out in the application that our drinking water um, you know, is uh, producing a byproduct that goes into our ash ponds. And we are, and, you know, so now that we, um, you know, are building a new facility that basically that'll have that, you know, that will all be in our response to them. Request, that's why we're requesting more time. We're talking so with Doug we Brown. The, simply, I just want to make sure people understand. We're talking with Doug Brown, Chief Utilities Engineer at City Water, Light, and Power, about this U.S. EPA ruling. But again, Doug, I want to make sure people really understand this, uh, you know, and I, I understand you're going to make your case that you should get the extension. But if you don't and they say you can't use those coal ash ponds anymore, what does that mean in terms of CWLP's ability both to generate our own electricity and to treat the drinking water that we all depend on each and every day? What happens? Right. So that's then. I, I was just getting ready to get to that point with the water. If we cannot, you know, send uh, the lime byproduct to the ash ponds, and you know, as it currently is, then we can't produce water. So we would not be able to provide water to the city of Springfield, and that is unacceptable. Um, so, and I, I just don't think that they fully have reviewed the application um, to understand that. So that's going to be one of our comments um, is describing the system. And uh, what other information that they have will take as many phone calls as it needs uh, with the U.S. EPA to make sure that that's understood. Um, 
And then the same thing with uh, with Unit 4, essentially. There's some miscellaneous type things that come from over there that's sent to uh, uh, the ash ponds that, uh, you know, we're, we've been currently kind of uh, working parallel type paths. And those those issues will be taken care of um, uh, basically by uh, the same kind of time frame as, as what the uh, – um, the lime ponds are going to be, you know, the new lime ponds are going to be built, the lagoons. And I want to come back and talk some more about, you know, the the process as you've intended it to play out, where you have that extra time and you've got several years to, to work through this. Uh, but on the odd chance that they don't back away from the ruling they've just given you and you have to close down those, does the utility have a contingency plan for what we do if you can't use your one remaining coal-fired generator and you can't produce drinking water? What What's plan B for the community in in that situation well so you know there's some things that we're going to try to do i mean that's what we're looking at right now what are, what are some of our other other options for like especially for the power plant uh discharges and with that there's we'll take emergency type action to uh try to implement different things that we can do to uh accelerate that um you know and uh, try to meet, you know, whatever the other compliance issues that creates, okay? I mean, you, you, you still have to follow other compliance, you know, parameters for no matter where you place the, you know, the, the, the wa- either water or air, or air type emissions. And that's something we'll be looking at. Now, with water, though, um, you know, there, there, there is no other options. They are going to have to give us more time, period. That's just a matter of fact. Um. So uh, you, you've already had this plan in motion for closing down the coal ash ponds over the next several years. And in fact, you're supposed to be submitting your proposal for a, a final permit, uh, the final closure plan for that next month, as I recall. Uh, how does this decision impact that and impact what you were intending to do with the coal ash ponds? Does this force you to modify the approach you were going to take? Um, what what does it mean in terms of what you were initially envisioning to finally uh, close the coal ash ponds and to make sure that the, the waste that is stored there doesn't pose an environmental hazard in some way? Yeah, so, you know, our current plan is, you know, again, it's, it's you know, completing the, the installation, uh, the construction of the new lime lagoons so we can close our, our existing lime ponds that are in the ash ponds. <clears throat> Once we can do that, we will proceed then with uh, closure of the ash ponds, which, you know, right now, you know, was what we, you know, put forwards to the, the public and to the Illinois EPA was to close the cap in place. Um, and because we presented basically two options. One was to remove all ash, one was to cap in place, and we had to show, uh, you know, what happens to the groundwater over time. And in both instances, the groundwater uh, basically meets the requirements that they've set forward in about the same time frame. The only difference between the two options is that the you know, remove all of the ash is much more costly and would require uh, you know a larger rate increase you know for our ratepayers. It's it's over a hundred million dollars more to remove all the ash versus capping in place. So with that in mind, if the insane, if there's no environmental advantage, no environmental benefit to do so, then you know we we would be capping in place. Plus, it's actually a quicker process to, um, you know, to, to get it complete and be done um, versus, you know, multiple more years to, you know, dig it all out. So, but that process really doesn't change out of this. So this this what this, you know, I guess this latest thing, the decision that the US EPA made 
was basically that these ancillary type things uh, that are being sent to the ash pond just, just need to stop by the date that they decide. Well, that's what we're going to contend with and, and suggest an alternative date that, you know, and they encourage that as part of this process. They're encouraging comments back to understand why they, you know, they can't, they just kind of arbitrarily pick the date, um, uh, you know, of the 135 days based upon um, the original application date and the original deadline date that they've missed. Okay, so they're, they're, they're way behind, you know, their deadlines as well. And their time frame, you know, of the 135 days just doesn't work with the plans that we've laid out and spent, uh, you know, a lot of time trying to figure out the best alternatives, basically, for, the, you know, the city of Springfield. The public comment period that would start the clock on this uh, eventual shutdown is scheduled to start in the next two weeks. Uh, now, have you had contact yet with US EPA uh, to ask formally for this uh, extension and to delay that process? Have you gotten any initial feedback at all about the concerns you're raising here? No, the, I mean, that's all part of the comment period. Um, so we will have conversations with them during the comment period as well as providing our comments in written form to them. Um, you know, and we'll walk through all of our issues that we have with trying to meet an earlier deadline than what we've currently got scheduled for for that. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's unfortunate, basically, though, that they didn't really want to understand the impacts to our electric and water customers in this process. Um, it's pretty evident of that. And, um, you know, they had the opportunity to call us and ask for clarification on any item that we had in the application, um, and they did not. So, hey, A listener's asking on Facebook, you know, the, these initial regulations were passed in the Obama years back in 2015, and even though they were put on hold during the Trump years, uh, this has been something that's been kind of looming out there. So a listener asks, what, what steps did you take starting in 2015 toward this eventual day that, you know, I guess theoretically everybody knew was a possibility? And they're asking, what, what steps essentially have you taken to prepare for this to, uh, to try to make sure that uh, if those regulations were, in fact, enforced, that we'd be able to deal with that? Well, so there's, there's you know, they put it in a process to ask for an extension. Mm-hmm. So that was one of the key things that we had to do for, uh, you know, for all these different, I mean, we're such a unique operation here. Again, we have a, a water plant that, that produces a line byproduct that we have to do something with. So we have to walk through that process. You know, we spent a lot of time um, trying to, you know, understand what the ramifications were, too, with uh, units uh, 31, 32, and 33. And, you know, the reliabilities back when it started under the Obama administration were a lot different. The electric grid was a lot different then. Um, you know, things have changed a lot uh, to where, you know, we don't need those units, and we, and we decided to, you know, retire those units. And, you know, through those processes, um, you know, we felt that we finally had a, a pretty good look on where a plan should go because of where the Illinois EPA was going with, you know, developing their rules and that we could meet everything. So by asking for that extension, you know, we, we were definitely within our rights to ask for that. And we didn't see any issue why we should not be granted that when we have, when we're dealing with these kinds of those, 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 you know, critical 
uh, infrastructure type issues where we have to supply water to the city of Springfield. In the meantime, uh, the public comment uh, period is scheduled to start here shortly. Do we know yet the process by which members of the public can weigh in on this and to basically say, hey, uh, give us more time here because we all would like our drinking water to, to still be here or to say, yeah, we really don't like the coal ash ponds, move ahead with uh, shutting the darn things down, whichever way they want to do it. Do we know the process by which the public can can be involved in this? Not yet. Um, I'm assuming that they will have more instructions on that forthcoming very soon, um, given us basically probably a website or something that they're going to accept comments with or maybe an email address. Um, so if, you know, what we'll try to do is communicate that to the public as well, uh, you know, because we fully understand that there's going to be people that want to, you know, provide comments in either direction. Um, but, you know, the things that we, the public really needs to understand is that we're headed in the right direction. So what we're asking for is a year to complete the processes that we need to have without having, you know, other severe impacts to the city of Springfield. And the things that that can create is, you know, additional cost, you know, to our customers, you know, for both water and electric that, um, you know, that we don't need. And we, you, we don't need to step through that. Are you reaching out to Senator Durbin, Senator Duckworth, to uh, to go to the Biden administration EPA and say, hey, guys, can you you know give him a little more time here? Well, you know, that's something that we will consider. Um, you know, we'll definitely have our all our, our, our talking points, uh, you know, our comments finalized uh, with that before we, you know, attempt to, uh, you know, contact the senators, um, you know, because they're, they're very supportive of the things that we do. And, and I think we're all kind of on the same page, you know, because we're, we're closing the ash ponds where we've retired, you know, uh, you know, and I, I units um, we're, you know, providing a, a pretty good service, I think, to the city of Springfield. So I think everybody's going to support that, you know, that, 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 you know, our, our stance. Doug Brown is the chief utilities engineer at City Water, Light and Power. Doug, thank you for the update on this very important community issue and please stay in touch.